Hey, what is up, y'all? Man, welcome to that part talk show. DJ Ms. V here, and you know, this is gonna be like what I'm calling my semi finale of season three. Because your girl need to take a break. I am tired, I'm wearing myself out, and honestly, it's all because I did not realize how well the show was gonna do. So, you know, we kind of just started it, I dove in the deep end, and uh, I've been swimming along and I kind of got to take a breath now. So I got to catch up with myself. So we're going to take May off um, a couple weeks and then we're going to come right back with some more amazing people. But, you know, we had to end the half a season off, right? You know, I had to bring on my girl Desiree Maya. Woo, woo, woo. So excited. So, so excited to be here. I got to say something real quick. Um, I, I always tell a little story about how I know everybody, right? She just came into my life, you know, by the wishes of the stars in the universe. <laughs> There's two things I want to give my brother credit for in life, right? I don't give him a lot of credit for a lot of things when it comes to my life. <laughs> you know, but because he's just a brother, you know, but one is introducing me to the DJ world and two is just picking the right women to be around in his adult life, you know, and you're one of those people, you know, you just kind of like started coming around yeah. and I was like wait who is this girl and then my dad was like oh I love Desiree she's amazing and I was like okay now I really gotta know who she is because he doesn't like a lot of people <laughs> and now I know why I got to actually like bond with you in Cabo and mm -hmm. I learned so much about you then I see your podcast and the things you're doing and you know it's just a big testament to the type of women I want to be around you know I told this to somebody the other day that like I don't hang around a lot of women because I want to hang around women like Michelle Obama, who's like doing things and who's real and honest. And you're like one of those people. So I'm so happy to bring you on my show. Yay. How are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I don't, <laughs> How's it feel to be on this side? I know. I was just about to say that. I was going to say I'm I'm always on the other side. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to actually be in this seat sometimes. Nice. And How does it feel? Is it comfortable? Yeah. This actually, this <laughs> setup is, I like it. Hey, shout out to Vegas Hype Girl across, yeah. aka Kwan. <laughs> Engineering it. How are you feeling today? Good. Hot, a little hot because little? it's finally warming up mm -hmm. here in Vegas. But I'm not mad at it because I was ready for the change. Yeah, I think was, we all are. But it was then, a little too cold. Good thing it's like easing it in a little, you it know, because usually it's just hot. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not ready for the 115 degree yeah, weather. Not yet. But, you know, 80s, fine. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. So you have so many hats that you wear. I mean, I'll just let you name them because you name, I mean, you got lists of things that you do because <laughs> I don't even know how to describe you either because somebody was asking me like what you do and I was just like. Let her tell it, because there's a list of things. <laughs> right? Go That's down my, the list. My what title. The, all the amazing things you, you know, do. It's funny, because the first the first way that I would describe who I am is a student. Honestly. Like, that's the role that I feel like I play every day. But my formal titles are, you know, maybe a little bit more interesting than that. I am a executive coach and a consultant. So majority of my time I spend coaching executives. So before I came here, that's what I was doing. You know, I have uh, most of my clients are in hospitals and health systems because I got into healthcare consulting about 18 years ago. And then my entrepreneurial spirit, though, doesn't allow me to just do one thing. So that's been a place of steady growth because it's taught me so much about business 
about how businesses work. You know, it is a over billion dollar business that I'm a part of. So when you're with those kind of caliber people, it makes you want to do more. Mm -hmm. And so while I was building my consulting skill set, that's when I was like, well, I also want to be an entrepreneur. And I started a private practice. So I take private clients outside of the firm that I work with. And that's where I can be more creative because I, you know, I wanted a space where I could help people beyond just their career goals. Right. Maybe they have relationship goals and other kinds of things that they want to get more depth with. And so those are the kinds of clients that I take on a personal level. And then, you know, most recently, as you know, with your brother, we started an event uh, business and it was like, oh, it's winter, we're easing into it. And then all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> boom, and we have events pretty much every weekend. So yeah. it's... Um, I think there's something about the challenge of taking on new things that makes me feel like I'm not being complacent. It's, you know, when I see some of the people who inspire me, like Michelle Obama, like the Oprah Winfrey's of mm -hmm. the world, they're always innovating and thinking about the next thing. Right. You know, so I would I would definitely describe myself in that light. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm the same way. I think I don't get too comfortable in anything. And as soon as I do, all right, what else can I do? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and that's great because those are the type of people, like you said, um, I was, I like to be around. So, you know, I'm always coming to you like, hey, I have an idea with something. Let me run it by you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's cool to be able to do that with people because, um, you know, like I said, I don't have that type of female um role model i guess you could say or what do you call mentor or you know in my life so big kudos to my brother for picking the right ones you know because <laughs> <laughs> i say that about uh Ariane a lot i'm like you know you picked the right one you know what i mean because she's she's about a badass bitch in herself you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then you're right there you know friends with her so that just says a lot about you know yeah. like you said you hang around the right people you start learning the right things, you know, you can become basically, and that's what I always tell people too, like be around the people you wanna be, you wanna be like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you wanna be like, if you wanna be an NBA star, go hang around NBA stars and I guarantee you, you'll become an a NBA star, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you see the um, ins and outs of it and you learn it. Um. So on this podcast that you do, mm -hmm. amongst the other amazing things you've done in your past, yeah. um, what I really like about it is that you're learning from all your experiences from past to present mm -hmm. and you're teaching people things, you know, not only from your own personal experiences, but also from the people you bring on, which is a lot like my show, mm -hmm. which I love because I personally think that if you're going, to, everybody has a story. Yeah. Everybody has a story. Everybody. But what are you doing with your story? You know what I mean? And I love that you like are so open and vulnerable and putting your story out there. So Give a little summary about your story and the little Ooh. things you want to share. Yeah. And that's it. You know, it, it's a good genesis to why I started a podcast and everything. So I can kind of lead up to that. But, um, you know, my goal with my show is to help people overcome their self-limiting beliefs. And so in order to do that, though, you have to have self-acceptance of who you are and how you got to where you are. I think sometimes we when you haven't healed from trauma and wounds and things that have happened to you, it makes it difficult for you to be able to be the best version of who you are. And so when I was young, you know, in my teenage years, I had a very idealistic mindset around what relationships look like. 
And uh, I think a lot of that has to do too with, I have an older sister. She's nine years older than me and she's been married for, um, well, I've been with my brother-in-law for over 20 years. And I look at that as like, wow, you know, this example of this is what a relationship should look like. And then, you know, through my experiences, I realized there's lots of versions of relationships, not just <laughs> this one ideal thing. But I, I, I went through two divorces, you know, personally. And I think that put me in a space of feeling at initially like a failure in some type of way. Like I made these conscientious choices. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I, I was at the time when I, I met these people, they were great people. I was in love with them, but I'm also one of those people that just go very quickly when I, I feel like I feel something's right. Maybe don't take all of the steps to think through, right. you know? And so, um, but that was like the biggest lesson for me is to learn how to go through something difficult like divorce and come out on the other side of it more than one, you know, more than one time um, to learn about who, who I really was, you know, as a person. What are the things that didn't work? What are the things that I need to take responsibility and accountability for? I think a lot of times people are quick to point the finger at the other person um, when you're the common denominator in right. your situations, right? So the only thing that you can control and the only thing that you can change is yourself. Right. So I use those two things as a big foundation. And I also lost my father when I was young. So, and I came from a military family, Catholic, military, more conservative than my profile is as a human being today <laughs> but I valued like tra the tradition of family what my father taught me when he was here and um and education and all those things that were instilled in me but having gone through a lot of challenges you know with men and things like that I really got to a place in my 20s where I wanted to do some deep growth and I delved into self-development like like it was school, you know, like it was a secondary college yeah. degree. So it wasn't just like going to formal school, which I did. You know, I got my degree and everything and I loved school, but it was like the school of life. You know, right. what what was I doing with with the life lessons that I was learning? And so I would meet a lot of people who felt like because they went through bad breakups, even if it wasn't a divorce, because I think if anybody's listening right now, they know what it's like at least to have their heart broken, right? right? Even right. if it wasn't a, uh, you know, marriage with a piece of paper. I mean, just, saying, just saying troubles with men, can a lot of people can relate <laughs> right. to. They're like, oh girl, that's me, yeah. you know? And um, whether it's past or current, right. right? Like whether it's something you're like, oh man, I've been through that or damn, I'm going through that right now, is like, um, I, I always wanted to be a person that could stand on my two feet. Mm -hmm. um, I think women empowerment is something that I'm a big advocate for. It's it's not to say like, oh, I'm one of those people, oh, you don't need anybody. Like, it's fine. If you have a companion, right. that's totally cool. But I do think that you will be better positioned when you come to the table as a holistic person and you don't say, well, this person <laughs> completes me, Yeah. you know, because I think that you're a whole person. Right. You're, you know, you don't need another person human being to say that you are a complete person so you know going through those personal things I think for me um was like I wanted people to have a platform to share their things like I had to go through my own journey so I could believe in myself and my independence even further and so when I started I actually started podcasting in 2019 and I did it with a friend 
And the platform that we created back then was called Bliss Beyond Fear. And it was a podcast that was about faith elevate action results and helping women to find their joy, find their self-worth and, you know, their their true happiness. And when she, um, funny enough, met met a man and <laughs> got all booed up and everything, um, I, I still felt compelled to do something independently on my own. And right. so then I started Born Unbreakable about two years ago. And um, it allowed me to expand my platform. So it wasn't just about women, but it was empowering anybody who really wanted to overcome their self-limiting beliefs. And so now, you know, I've done 153 episodes interviewing entrepreneurs and people who have overcome, you know, my story is about divorce and relationships, but I mean, drugs, like rehabilitation, money problems, relationship problems, parent problems, all these things that I want people to know that regardless of where you came from and the things that you've been through and the traumas you've experienced, you can persevere. We're all capable of that. But I think you need sometimes to see some examples to know that that's possible. Yeah, definitely. And also to see people like that succeed in something. I think that's the most important part to not only just overcome it, but now Mm -hmm. what did you do with that overcome? You know what I mean? Like, if you did all that work to get through it and then just stayed in the same spot, <laughs> that's not really success. You know what I mean? Exactly. So to get to that extra space, you know, is very important. And I think that's where people get caught in. Like they make it through the days, but they're not making their days worth it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and those are very crucial times. So real quick, s- limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Give some examples of that. Yeah. Some of the most common ones are I'm not worthy. I'm not capable I'm not, and then I'm not smart enough. Because you were told when you were young, it means you translate that into your adult adulthood. Most of our self-limiting beliefs come from traumas that we experienced in our previous years. So it, like in my scenario, it, it might sound like I didn't, that relationship didn't work out. Therefore, I'm I'm incapable of experiencing love or I'm incapable of experiencing a healthy relationship just because in the past this happened to me. So or parents or like the others of family members or my my aunt, my mom, my dad. Yeah, they did this. Therefore, oh, I must be destined for this. They didn't have money. So, oh, my gosh, what about my situation or this person in my family was a straight asshole. So like maybe I have that gene like, you know, it's it's this osmosis that we get from the environment that's around us that can influence what how we think about ourselves. So I'm a huge believer that, you know, you were talking about surroundings and environment and Jim Rohn says that you're you're the, you know, some of the five people that you spend the most time with. I, I believe that, you know, if there's anyone that's listening, I encourage you to, you know, write that down. Who are those people? And would you say that each of those individuals positively influence you and you could look at them and say that you admire something that they're doing in their life? Because if you can't say that, I would encourage some... <laughs> reflection and it's not to say and I, and you know just because I'm an advocate of that it's not saying oh my gosh just kick all those people no, to right, the curb right it's saying that you might need to move some seats around 
right? Like there's not everybody deserves a VIP seat in your life. Right. And I think the more experience that you have, you realize that there might be some people that need to be over there in the balcony or in the back row. Like you can visit with them, but they're not having a VIP seat to every everything that goes on into your life because right. they're not adding value. They might even be depleting you of energy that you need to right. preserve. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Or they're just not on the same level. So they're trying to do what they think is success and what they think is, you know, normal to them and that's you may be trying to get up here and in order to get up there you mm -hmm. can't do that because they're going to be pulling you down right so. and you have to and you also have to look at the behaviors of people mm -hmm. so i've had you know experiences because of the nature of the kind of person i am i and i always do want to pursue something more when there were people in my past that would question me that was a red flag for me because if you're not going to support the endeavors that I'm going to pursue with with or without your permission, because I right. didn't ask you for it, you know, but if you're not going to encourage me and provide support and just ask me good questions that's going to help me think through something and you're just going to kind of be a negative person, then I know where you need to be placed. Right. Right. Like it's you, you become stronger in your conviction about that. And I think you recognize that it's not about the number of people you know, I think like when right. you're young, it's like, oh, my gosh, yeah. all these people like they like me. And then today with social media, it makes it difficult because that mm -hmm. is what young people get exposed to. If I have more followers, if I have more likes, if I have more shares, if I have more comments, then that makes me popular. It makes me accepted. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that all those people are quality people. Right. 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 So, yeah, definitely. I mean, I completely agree. Um, there was something I was going to talk about in that. You say so much good things. <laughs> Crap, I forgot. I need to start writing. I need to start taking notes <laughs> while some people are talking because I'd be forgetting. I get so lost in what you're talking about. Um, <sighs> Crap, I can't remember. Anyways, it's all such good information. It's all on point. I think, um, like you said, quality over quantity is number one. I think that's why the older you get, the smaller your circles get because you start realizing these things. You know what I mean? Um, and also I heard a quote recently that, well, obviously has extended through time, but, you know, has really been on my mind a lot kind of with what you said is, you know, when people show you things or people tell you things, mm -hmm. listen, yeah. pay attention yeah. take, and take that exactly how they're giving it to you because that's, they're showing you who you are, yeah, who you they don't, are. Don't overcomplicate it. Yeah. And I think it might be Maya Angelou. She says, when people show you who they are, believe them. Yeah. You know, I think my, so the thing that I the lesson that I had to learn was this. And I think this was even in friendships beyond the the like love romantic relationships Definitely. I've had. I had the the illness of falling in love with people's potential mm -hmm. and not who they actually are. Right. Like when you're when you're an optimist or a hopeful person, you look at someone and go, but they could be. Yeah. But they're capable of. When you see the good in them. Right? You're like, <laughs> I, I see it. They're so close. It's possible. But that's not what's happening right now. Yeah. And there's so many people out there like me that are doing that dreaming for one, two, three, four, five, six years. Yeah. And that person hasn't actually made the decision mm -hmm. to, to do the more and be the more because you can't make that decision for people. Right. Yeah. Like you can only do that for yourself. And so I had to figure out the hard way that you're not responsible for people feeling their potential. They have to decide that they want to own that and then 
then you get to make the choice of where they are in your life. Right. But I was just so like, oh, but they can, <laughs> but it's possible. And that just didn't work out. No, well. that's definitely, I mean, I completely relate because that's definitely the era I'm in right now of the season I'm in of, okay, you know what? Let me just sit back and watch people and just see what they really do and what they really say and they, how they really hit me up and what, if they're really about what they say. And then, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, but trying to expect things out of people or hope for things out of people will just leave you disappointed. Yeah. So with that being said, let's go into some music really quick and then we can come back with some more things because she's got so many more things on her list of things to do. Um, Torian Ball Vent. A lot of these songs today are going to be kind of within the things we're talking about. Um, this is a new song by Torian Ball. Once again, the lyrical master that he is. Let's go. They asking what means more to me. Money and fame, a family and loyalty. I can count on my fingers who go to war for me. But it's only a few that really supported me. No hard feelings, I'm not the one to judge. Took every loss to the chin like an uppercut. Wanna be tried, we got a vibe to be one of us. A bunch of kings and queens, we all one of ones. Don't let nobody tell you you ain't special. Her gas like your mind cause they trying to sex you. Before you let them fuck, make sure they respect you. And don't even waste your time if they ain't on your level. Cause lately I've been doing me and they've been doing them. They've been doing shit to me I wouldn't do to them. Telling my secrets to people like I was cool with them. Now trusting someone is something I'll never do again. Damn, it gets deeper and deeper. It's the wrongs I wanna write before I meet with the reaper. I did a lot of bad things to some beautiful people. Some say I'm good. Some say I'm evil, I suggest you believe them Every scar has a story, I was ordered to speak them It was drought season, God sent me down here to feed them Like Moses, I was chosen to come down here and lead them Feel like I'm planting seeds of freedom in the garden of Eden It's Torian Great purpose comes great responsibility And when you make powerful music, it comes with powerful influence So let me your ears and allow these words to amplify your intuition And heal your heart Cause you can't love no one else. You love yourself. Mmm, Torian Ball vent. So, like Torian Ball and Desiree and a lot of people I like personally, um, there's a there's a sense of you know getting to a place of growth where you realize that you're here for people. You know what I mean? There was a quote that Will Smith said one time, and it says if you are not helping somebody else, you're wasting your time, mm -hmm. right? Um, like-minded like you, like-minded like him, a lot of people think their purpose here on earth to go through everything they've gone through is to turn around and share it, to help people learn lessons and to help people not do what we did, you know, mm -hmm. and to give that type of advice. Um, what was that turning point for you in your 20s that made it click for you to be like, what am I doing? Yeah, well, I, I think one of the biggest things for me was being a high achiever. I always set goals for myself that were academically related. And a part of it came from my culture of you have to do well, you have to do well in school. And so the, on the one hand, I think it was good. But I found that self-fulfillment isn't actually 
fully fulfilling, if that makes sense. So for every milestone that I accomplished on my own, where it was like, oh, I became the vice president of the school. I was the homecoming queen. I, you know, graduated and I gave my college graduation speech. It's like, what's it for? You know, like it's my milestone, but what is it doing in the world? And so I just realized that it's better when you're when I'm in service to other people. And I don't think I got a sense of what fulfillment really was until I began to serve. You know, once I I was put in leadership positions, I felt like I was home. I felt like I was home because there was a responsibility that was bigger than me. I think when you get to a place in life and where you recognize that your intention and your purpose is bigger than you, that's motivation to wake up every day because it's about something else that's going to help the next generation or people in the future. And that's what I think this life is about. Negativity is everywhere. If you turn on any uh, news station, whether it's on TV or it's something that you listen to, there's enough things out there that tell us what's wrong. So you have to be a light and a conviction for telling the world what's going right. And I think that there's so much more unity than we be- that's portrayed. And I think in the hu- in humanity, there's so much more that connects us than the divisiveness that's out there, which is Definitely. like racial, political, economic, social, all of those things. You know, when you when it comes down to the basic human things, we have pain, we have suffering, and it doesn't matter what color or religion you know you came from. So when we can shed light on those things and figure out how to learn from each other, I I think the world is a better place. And so that's really the journey that I started going on in my 20s. And then when I had the opportunity to influence more and more people, then I was like, I have to take this. You know, I I can get over my public speaking fears and like do all those things that you need to do to become a person that just gets those things out of the way. Because when you can have a voice that helps light up other people's lives or better yet, collaborate so that you can, you know, bring people together that can can help others then then you're doing something that is more meaningful more purposeful definitely and we need more people like that in this dark world right now you know just the little sheds of light even if it's a phone flashlight (laughs) you know what i mean goes a long way you know it's definitely going to illuminate more you know um what sparked that light though what was it where what was that when did it slap you in the face and be like girl you're supposed to be helping people. What, yeah. what was that moment of clarity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, when I was in college, um, I ran, you know, for at the college level, like senator <laughs> oh, and nice. like, you know, those <laughs> kinds of things. And um, I was always, you know, being encouraged by the people around me to like, you have a voice that people listen to. You should you should use it in some type of way. And so when I felt like I was representing something, I kind of followed that that chain. And like the first leadership role I ever got was in the third grade. (laughs) I was like class representative. And then it just, boy, you know, it kept going from there. Mm -hmm. Like I continued to run for office, like in all my little levels of school, you know, in my little world in California. I can see you running for office now. (laughs) Vote for me. And it was funny because there were times when I even was like trying to be creative to get captivate people more. Mm-hmm. So when I was in L- when I was in middle school, I rapped. Oh, what? You know, and then when I was in high school, I sang. Nice. So I was like, OK, if I can, if oh, I can, yeah, I if I can bring like intellect mm-hmm. with fun 
then maybe it will give me some more charisma as a person that's not just like boring. Right. <laughs> and so I would always try to bring some level of creativity to my whatever platform that I have because I want people to know that you can be a dynamic person. Yeah. You know, a person that has a platform doesn't have to just be smart and mm -hmm. prudish, you know, but it doesn't mean that you just have to be fun, 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 like all the right. time. Like there's there's a medium there where you can you can have the best of both worlds or you can carry on a, an adult stimulating conversation and, and have a good time, you know, while you're doing it. So I definitely think school was like the pathway and then being able to join different networks and different groups was an avenue to go, okay, there's more, there's more. So like for, for anyone listening, I would encourage people to, if you're passionate about something, find groups that you can associate with. Like you said, if it's basketball, then yeah, maybe it's basketball associations. But if it's other things like dance, you know, I grew up and I was dancing a lot. So I ended up in like dance communities for with like Polynesian dance, you know, oh, and nice. you know, things like that. So affiliate yourself with like those things that you enjoy mm -hmm. and you'll be surprised that in those natural elements where you get to be yourself you'll find opportunities from that you know I think my my whole mantra with my show is be unapologetically you which means embrace who you are and lean into that right. you know I think the biggest challenge that happens in society today um, which is a quote from the Theodore Roosevelt is like Comparison is the thief of joy. Everyone's on this comparison mm -hmm. thing. And again, it just, it's difficult because that is how society, you know, promotes itself. Like, oh, this person, I'm, you know, I'm comparing myself to this person's podcast right. or um, this person's social media or this person's level of influence. But you're not that person. Right. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> you're spending way too much time focusing on something you have no control over right. so it doesn't even matter what those people are doing mm -hmm. it matters what you want to do and what you want to pursue and my other philosophy is that it's about one person at a time you know people have this this thing well oh, I can't help people if it's not going to be a million people right all you masses. need to do is change one person's life with your story and in a conversation you know I, I think back to some of the most profound moments that I've ever had with random strangers right. on like a bus or with my <laughs> uber driver yeah and I'm like I feel so enlightened after like 45 uh, cab, minutes what is it cab uh, cab confessions type <laughs> yeah it happens right you never know so it's gonna spark something yeah you in you embrace that embrace mm -hmm. the those moments where you can influence even just that one person you know, and, yeah. and I think if, if we can think that way, you, you won't be so obsessed with, yeah. these, with the numbers. Yeah. And I, I think I think that's a big thing for me. Why I like to bring on a lot of the people I bring on, because there's such a person on social media that people don't get to see who they really are. You know what I mean? And I know who they really are or I know parts of them and be like, no, people would be more inspired by this than your actual music. And then they'll support your music. You know what I mean? Because they know this about you. Yeah. So I think telling your story is, you know, very important, but even more if it's actually going to help people, you know, I mean, I feel like every story could help somebody, mm -hmm. you know, but um, we've all been through some things that no one else has ever been through. But I think it's just a way of like learning from it and telling it in a way to make people better. Mm -hmm. You know, so good thing you're doing that. What are some amazing people that you've had on your show that people need to see? Like some of the, you know, you need to see these like 
go to them now and put them on your list because you have some pretty interesting ones on there. You talk about everything. You have all kinds of different guests on there from teachers to yeah. <laughs> trainers to everybody. So yeah. what are some go-to episodes that people definitely need to watch? Yeah, I, like the first one that comes to mind when you said that was Tony Watley. So Tony Watley is this uh, entrepreneur. He's actually in Texas. Hey, where I got my Texas one. Vanessa is from. <laughs> um, he I lives in uh, Houston, so a different part of Texas, I think. <laughs> but um, he wrote a book called The Side Hustle Millionaire. And I think that is a brilliant. I think it's genius because a lot of times I think that there's people who think like, oh, I have to give up everything because maybe I don't feel like I make enough money and I got to go do this other thing or I have to give it all up mm -hmm. to put it, put all my eggs in a different basket. And I think somebody like Tony Watley says, you don't have to do that. You can make millions but you have to just make the smart choices of what you right. <laughs> like, what you do and what you invest in. And so um, I, I love that. You know, I love that he tells a little bit of a, a different story. And I listened to his audio book and it's it's so straightforward. You know, he, he already had a successful career, so it's not like he needed to go do more stuff. Right. But his limiting belief was that if I if I can just make a hundred thousand dollars, mm. if I could just do, cause like people think like, Oh, six figures, that's like what you're supposed to do to be successful. But he, now he's like multiple six figures. He's like <laughs> in the probably eight figures. And, and, but that's because he was able to break through and go, okay, I'm going to, his passion was cars. So he built an online community and he sold that for um, a couple million dollars when it was ready to be sold. And then now he helps people scale their businesses. So I'm just like, just bad ass. <laughs> like, who doesn't want to learn how to do something like right. that? You know, where you could still do what you love, but then, hey, maybe your passion is baking or some other thing and you could go side hustle, you know, yeah. opening your little bakery or whatever it is. So so that is like the first one that definitely comes to mind. Um, and then I would say um, a good, maybe second, you know, one when go, like going through my little... Uh, arsenal, <laughs> my little ar arsenal, um, is there is a, a a a person named Danette May, and she's actually the founder of Earth Eco Foods. So she's in the the health you know space with with like nutrition, health, and everything. She's got hundreds of thousands, I think, of followers, and her journey was. I think I, it resonates with me because she kind of went through something similar where a relationship didn't work out. So then you're on the ground in a ball on the floor with your tub of ice cream or whatever. That's what I did. Um, usually <laughs> and, those moments. Right. And so the reason I like her story is because she points out the profound, she's written several books. Um, she talks about the importance of healing. And I think so often we brush by that mm -hmm. of like, on to the next yep. without recognizing the things that we need to take a step back and go, hold on, this is a pattern. This is a problem. What am I going to do to heal and really feel good about who I am, who I'm becoming, the patterns and habits that I need to adjust, make changes to, so that de the decisions that I make from this point forward are not going to be history repeating itself. Right. You know, um, whether it's business related relationship related and so i like that even though she's this ultra successful person she 
is very vulnerable and open about the healing that she had to do. Those are those are like two, like a female and a male kind of a suggestion. Yeah, I think with the Tony Watley one, mm-hmm. I think that's really good for people um, like around maybe 30 and up mm-hmm. who are still part of the generation where our parents were like, you have to have a career. You need to have a career. You need to have a career. It's very rare you have, you might have a little side hustle here, side hustle there, but there's not like a path where there's multiple careers. Yeah. That doesn't, that's, we don't know that type of, you know what I mean? Until we got older and started evolving with this new world of technology and everything, then we're like, oh, wait, what? We can do this? Are you serious? And can these, be a YouTuber? Right? And these kids are more on the opposite end where they're like, you know, my, the next generation, the Gen Z generation is like, oh, we can do it all. We don't want just one job. We want to do everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's really important for people to understand. Like, you don't need just one career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could do anything you want to do at the same time. Is it okay to have something more, you know, main? like stable yeah okay you know you know but i i say just do it all you know i say if you feel like doing it do it because the resources are out there now now you can there's a podcast for everything there's a youtube channel for everything i mean the the one thing i would say of why i would combat anybody who's like no i can't the resources are so abundant and majority of them are free exactly so what i needed to go to get a college education that took me years to you know pay off my debt and do all that stuff i'm not saying don't go to college like i'm a super (laughs) advocate for that if that's like something that you want to pursue in life but today you can kind of go to college without having actually stepped foot into a university right that's a beautiful place to be in this world right now if anything i think the challenge of people of this generation is the plethora of choices you have. Yeah. It's being overwhelmed by like, there's way too many things. Like, I don't know how to narrow down right. what I'm trying to do. Yeah, and I guess we both need to find that happy medium, you know what I mean? Be able to kind of like guide guide the new generation to, okay, pick something and then go from there. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then vice versa with us where we need to kind of let loose a little bit and be able to, you know, have some fun with other things that we've always wanted to do, you know? Tap into those extra little talents that you never thought you could do. Because it's available, you Mm -hmm. know, anything and everything. Let your mind go wild. (laughs) And then as far as the healing goes, girl, that is, that's definitely something I realized recently is, you know, a lot of the things, a lot of, I would tell my story to people and people would be like, how did you do it? How do you get through it? How do you, how are you still so positive? How are you still so, and I'm just like, it kind of hit me one day, like, you know what? Because I didn't go through it. (laughs) I passed by it. It happened, but I didn't. I didn't sit in it. You that's know what I mean. That's a big revelation, and that's how I got past. And then I started realizing, okay, how much longer could I keep going until this comes up? And I started realizing, you know what? I need to handle these things. I need to go back, and I need to the things that really did bother me, the things that really did hurt me, the things that really did limit my beliefs and add limiting beliefs to myself. I need to go handle. You know, because this this is a this is not who I'm seeing myself as you know i've grown to be this person but Mm. this isn't who i want to be you know so i think that's really big and i think people really need to get to that point in life you know and understand or set that limit for yourself like hey you know what i need to get to this point eventually yeah take your time getting to it of course don't force yourself into it you know what i mean because you'll just force yourself back (laughs) yeah you'll literally fight yourself about it you know you are your own own worst critic yeah. And you are your own biggest limiter. It's not the the pointing the finger at anyone else is futile. You know, you you have to be willing to look at yourself in the mirror 
and understand who you are and who you want to be. And until you have that true reckoning to yeah. the point where you cry, then you probably haven't done the work. You know, I feel like the maturity that I've gotten to, you know, because I've had conversations with my ex-husband where there was a much more mature, I think, process than when I was way younger in my early 20s than when I was in my early 30s was he calls it a post-mortem you know like I did an autopsy like I did an autopsy on our relationship and what I did and what you did and um what we did <clears throat> and I think like you have to be able to take feedback yeah and I think the the one piece of advice I would give is put your ego in check because we all have it and then we all get threatened when someone tries to you know approach approach us and and give us feedback Sometimes we have to really embrace humility yeah, and, and be okay with, with someone saying, hey, you have a tendency to do this. Yeah, I've noticed, you know, and my thing was I, I would, when things would get hard in my personal relationships, my answer was to spend more time going into business and working. Mm -hmm. Every time I got a breakup or a divorce, I got promoted. So it's kind of like, I'm like, well, is that, is that bad? Or is that, you know, so it was like, it was a, it was kind of like a double-edged sword. It was like, okay, well, mm -hmm. just, you know, you're neglecting this one area. You're thriving in this other area, but does, is that what cost? Yeah. You know, like you're not treating your relationships how you should because you're over here, like ignoring things just so you can go pour into this. And even that can be unhealthy because then you can burn out. Yeah, and, and not necessarily relationships with others, but just yourself. You know what I mean? Because that's where I'm at now, trying to really take, you know, Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays off to myself, you know, to rest, to work out, to do things I want to do, to work on the show, to work on things, you know what I mean? And not overload myself with just work, 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 work. Because at the end of the day, if I look back on my life and my flash, my life flashes before my eyes, I don't want to look back and be like, all I did was work. <laughs> yeah, well, and then, you know, you know, and I missed a lot of things I could have been doing. And you don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss out on life. And and as, as it pertains to relationships, because a lot of people are either, you know, like I said, it could be friendships that you're trying to, like, strengthen the quality of your friendships or you're trying to find that kind of partner or companion that you can align with or whatever. It's like my... The biggest thing I think people need to do is find the commitment that you want to make to yourself. Mm -hmm. There is only one person that's guaranteed to be with you at the end of your life, and that's you. It's not guaranteed that it's your parents or a partner or even your children. You don't know what's going to happen, but you're going to be there. If you don't like who that person is, that's a problem. Yeah. So you need to figure out how to make your first commitment is the one that you make to yourself. Yeah. And I wear, like, it's funny because, like, I, I wear this ring, mm -hmm. right? And it's on, like, the ring finger. And it's like a, it's like a, I, it's like a love ring, but it's, it's a message to me. Right. Because it's, it's me loving me. And in all the flaws, in all the bad days, mm -hmm. in all the bad moments, too. Because giving myself grace, grace through my growth is an important part of my process. And so... Because um, I've been to those dark places right. where I've wanted to commit suicide. And I was like trying to figure out the fastest way to do it. You know, there, there's a, a DJ actually in the Bay Area. Um, and it was just so sad. He worked for this radio station called Wild 94.9. And we all knew him from like kids. If like anybody was from my generation, like 80s kids, you know, like we, we grew up listening to him on the radio all the time, all the time. JV is his name. 
And then recently, you know, his body was found in the in the in the ocean in the in wow. the bay, you know, um, by the Bay Bridge in, in San Francisco. And he was suffering through some, you know, mental health at 50 years old. Beautiful wife, successful life, all the, all the things that you know you think right. <clears throat> quantify like success and happiness. And he also suffered with like Lyme disease. But there's a lot of people that we see on the exterior, like somebody like JV, who has actually like kind of a local celebrity or like Twitch, mm-hmm. right? Like millions of people saw Twitch on. He was the Ellen DeGeneres DJ and he was dancing all the time. He was on So You Think You Can Dance. I mean, I write about that in my book that I'm writing right now because it's like, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know what people are going through. <laughs> like. So you have to you have to honor yourself mm-hmm. and recognize the things that you need to work through so you don't get to those dark points. And you have to realize that in the world around you. You know, social media highlight reel is not everybody's life. That's right. a fraction of what their life really is. Behind closed doors, people are going through a lot. Mm-hmm. You know? Especially in these days. I mean, the spiritual warfare alone is <clears throat> amongst the political the chemical the <laughs> yeah we you just really have to be on your p's and q's right now you know so all right so while you brought up your book let's take a real second to just breathe i'm gonna go into this next song with whitney payton which is another relevant song which i like she just put out a few weeks ago called into the fire and then we're gonna come out and talk about her book yes she wrote a book <laughs> Say fuck you to the world every once in a while. You have every right to just stop thinking, worrying, looking over your shoulder, wondering, doubting, fearing, hurting.
Man. You know, I came across these songs today and it was kind of meant to be, you know, with just the whole topics of this podcast. But I just want to give a big shout out to Whitney Payton. Um, I have literally seen her growth since I met her back in like 2000. I think it was like 15 or something. And you can just see the growth in her spirit and in her maturity and the things she's talking about. She's always been an amazing lyricist. But you can just see the maturity grow in her. And um, big shout out to you, Whitney. Just keep keep on your journey and whatever you're doing and keep making amazing music. And just, you know, you're going to go so far. You're, you're endless. You're timeless. You're amazing. So big shout out to Whitney Payton. Big shout out to Torian Ball, too. Um, and once again, Miss Desiree, let's talk about this book. You've done it all. Now you want to write a book about it? Yeah. What sparked the book in you? Yeah, it was it was crazy. I think once people started listening to my show, um, it was a natural question I would always get asked. It's like, oh, well, where's the book? Mm-hmm. Um, because there would be a lot of things that I would talk about. And and usually that's that's an easy go to for people is instead of sorting through like different episodes on on different matters. It's like, is there somewhere that kind of like brings mm-hmm. it all together in one place? And so I kept that in the back of my head. I was like, Mm, that could be something that's an idea but then I had to go through my self-limiting beliefs about that right, right. of like oh, who wants to read my book yeah who wants to read my book am I capable who's of gonna that? buy that's it that's a lot going on like what if you know as long as Oprah buys it I don't give a shit who else buys it no I'm just kidding you know um, and Michelle right I know I saw something about on Netflix with it I was starting to watch an interview between the two of them the other day and I was oh, like oh yeah it's about to come out huh yeah it's like a, the light we carry yeah I want to see that and um so it's it's they're just so amazing that part yeah <laughs> that part so um you know I kept that in the back of my head and I had to go through a journey with that so I decided you know the best thing to do was to hire a writing coach is like I know this calling is in me I know that there's people that are asking for it I don't want to just do it like however so I hired a writing coach and um, joined a program that she had of other authors who were wanting to tell their stories and I'm a big advocate of community I think when you're in community with like-minded people it's also accountability yeah because you can't just be like oh you know like I'll get to it Mm -hmm. it's Every week, it's like, well, what's your page count and all this stuff. So I'm big on that, of getting people around you that are going to hold you accountable. Definitely. (laughs) Whether it's fitness or whether it's something like writing a book. So when I hired her, I think it just changed my life in terms of thinking about how to do something that I think I learned that a lot of people do, which is they have stories, just like you and I are talking about today, and they kind of keep track of it. And they journal it, but they don't know how to bring it together. Right. And so I went to an expert and then, you know, um, finished the manuscript uh, recently, maybe like about a month ago. And now we're in the process of writing the pitch to publishers. So I won't get into all the details, but there's basically three ways that you can publish a book. You can self-publish, which Mm -hmm. is the fastest because it's you. Right. (laughs) You don't have to, you know, go through too many hoops. Like now you could pretty much write something and get it on Amazon as quickly as you want to, which is awesome. Then there's what's called hybrid publishing. And then there's what's called traditional publishing. Traditional publishing usually takes several years because you're really trying to create a relationship with a publisher. And that takes time to do. 
And then hybrid publishing is like you have a publisher, but there's this a little bit more flexibility and that balance between your personality that you want to put on it and their, you know, feedback about how they want the book to look mm -hmm. and um, an agreement that you have to make about its sales and its, you know, the longevity of you as an author, if they want to, you know, maybe even continue a partnership with you for future books that you write. So it's kind of a process, but... I realized because I saw some drafts of the pitch material recently about like the query letter that goes to a publisher and like all the statistics of who you are as a person <laughs> that right. shows like that why you have the credibility for for to work with. And and it was eye opening to me where I was just like, oh, do I accept all these things about myself to be true? Like, um, but I, it's it's exciting and and basically the book is you know born unbreakable the book it it goes with my brand and it's five five steps to overcoming your self-limiting beliefs so we'll have a lot of examples of people who have been guests on my show but it will also incorporate personal examples of what I've gone through and the methodology of how I help break down for someone how they can get past the things that have been holding them back so they can get to the place that they want to go nice so there you go guys if you're having that moment in your life where you know something needs to change or you're ready for the growth and the learning and the becoming a student of life of your own life should i say <laughs> and going back and learning yourself you know when does it come out it should be sometime next year so, so i'll keep you posted well we'll keep keep it posted <coughs> um so make sure y'all check into this. And, you know, I love to do things like this or I love to read books from people who one I know who or who I know their own story, you know, because then you can relate more and then you can understand what they're saying more. You know what I mean? So um, and it's like more like real life people. You know what I mean? I don't want to say that other authors aren't real life people, but sometimes it's just hard to like understand when they're like such a high statue you exactly. know what i mean so more kind of like like-minded people more of the same statuses i guess you could say yeah it's a little bit easier to learn from you know because then you still kind of wonder how much is real true or how much is you know just thrown in there to make some money <laughs> exactly yeah like all the you know the fluff should all we say the fluff because a lot of people who do have tons of money they do have like ghost writers right that write for them yeah which is fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's, I personally like it better coming from somebody more personal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Somebody that, you know, I can relate to better on a, on an everyday life. You know what I mean? Then somebody that's like, okay, yeah, but you're here. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of just right here real quick. So when I get there, then I'll read your book. Right. Cause then it'll be applied to me more, you know, but exactly. Yeah. So make sure you guys put in your calendars, go find, go follow yeah, her. Bornunbreakable.com. Basically born unbreakable on everything, right? Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube.com, um, everything. Go follow her. Make sure you guys get ready for this new book. Um, and then go watch her podcast because she's amazing. You guys will learn things. Men, women, kids, anybody. You know, it's for everybody. It's for the everyday person. Um, she gives good financial tips. She gives good uh, business tips. She gives good life tips. She gives everything. And then also the plug of the event uh, place. Make sure y'all go check that out because mm -hmm. it's an amazing place to have any event. Um, any shout outs you want to give out? Any more information you want people to know? Yeah, I mean, I would de definitely just reiterate uh, bornandbreakable.com because that has all the socials, so you don't have to remember everything. You could go there and pretty much get connected. Um, and I just want to thank you for oh, sure. I mean, this is like having real conversations, <laughs> you know, is not, <laughs> like I said, we're just so consumed with all the noise that taking some time out to do this um, 
you know, is is meaningful. And, and of course, your brother. I have to shout him out because right. if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have met you. So, you know, I got I got to give props and credit where credit is due um, for sure. So definitely a shout out to him and, and, and the Aguilar clan. <laughs> right. You're right? part of it. Right. We've already adopted you. You exactly. know, you're part of it. <laughs> you're like uh, you're the sister. Exactly. You, know what I mean? you and Adiani are the sisters. Um, I can't wait for more to see more of you. You know, I feel like this is only the beginning of Desiree Maya. You know, Mm -hmm. this is the beginning of Unbreakable. You're getting your feet wet. You're getting comfortable and so much more to come. So make sure y'all follow her journey. Read the book. Learn some, you know, learn me some. And until next time, before we get out of here, I just want to say a big shout out to everybody on my show. Everybody who's been supporting on all the social media platforms. Um... Um, everybody who watches, everybody who, you know, even just watches the clips, you know, um, people who are wanting to come on the show. I just, you know, I really didn't expect this show to do what it's been doing. It's definitely exceeded my expectations, but it's all for good. And that's just breaking another limiting belief on myself mm-hmm. <laughs> that I could do this. You know what I mean? And it's obviously possible I can and it's just going to grow from here. So stay tuned. I'm going to take a break. Everybody take a break, take a breather, you know, go on vacation, come back in June and we'll have some more guests coming soon. Um, Before we get out of here, this next song that I want to leave off to. Once again, big shout out to Desiree for coming through. Don't worry, this is not going to be the last time y'all see her. She'll be on again with her new book and then we'll talk about that. Um, Talib Kweli and Madlib. Um, I seen him recently at South by Southwest and he sent me this, his new album and he's starting to put it out there. It's only on Lumify or YouTube where you could see it. But this song, Air Quotes, is just another thing of what people are going through right now. Very relatable and just with the classic quality sound of Talib Kweli, you feel me? Like, growing up listening to him, I learned so much because these are the type of artists that are talking real things, saying real topics. And this one, these, these are the type of things that need to be said now. So I'm glad he came back out with the liberation too. Here you go, Talib Kweli, Mad Lib, and his daughter Diani. Let's go. Artist, the definition of toxic. Trying to advertise the ignorance. Mission accomplished. Our promise is so much more than just making the product. I'm an artist. You a creator of content. There's a difference. Can't see the trees for the forest because they stuck in them boxes. Complaining about how predatory the game is, but do nothing to stop it. I get reckless with my abandonment like I jumped in the mosh pit and learned how to put some trust in the process. Mobsters make them in order, but they can't refuse and then start raiding the coffers. They get confused trying to choose between the gods and the monsters. It's a lie. Though they Tried to put hip hop in a coffin. You ain't the one to pull the trigger, but nigga, you still an accomplice. Most rappers cowards cause they scared to be conscious. They only care about their pockets. This is not a popularity contest. The truth is often unpopular, so when I'm dropping these jewels, it's not for the views, it's for the top of the conquerors. This ain't the suicide squad, and I ain't talking about starfish, yet they ready to risk it all. They sell their soul for a profit, yelling bonsai like kamikaze pilots stuck in the cockpit. I no longer trust the optics, cause the photos be doctored. Posted by line bloggers, the shade rooms and the bossips. These apostles forgot what the Bible say about gossip. James 3.16, they say the slander's demonic. Protect the spirit from these heathens, stop reading that garbage, nigga. Time is money, so we taking the blood. I did my dirt and got it straight from the mud. Stop going to clubs because these cats be so fake with the love. Air quotes, now nah, I ain't making this up. They fake as fuck. I used to hit up all the spots, but I was staying in the cut. Watching the girls drink for free, promoters making the fuss. All the hip-hop police is out here waiting for us. Steady scoping, hoping to take us all the way in some cut.
money clean and a lot of it. Writing my own story, give them something to plot against. I need my own fence, all owned by my loan, and I give them hope, yeah. Just know that I'm focused, giving them air quotes, cause these words finna transcend. Just like my hair comb, you gon' be facing these dead ends. I put my hair up, just in case a bozo wanna try me. And real, no real, but the clubs don't deny me. Picked up a book from Nkiru, knowledge makes the cops fear you. Did my crime, did my time, but he's still in my rear view. If I don't kill you, it's your conscience, so really, how could I fear you? Bitches is tasteless and disappointing, and I ain't giving my ear to. Ear shit, I'm an heiress, I'm the one they compare to. I'm fruit, you pork, you chewed, you soft. Fucking dog food. Awful. Give him a draw for if you fuck with the withdrawal. It ain't cordial, I come from Cali, so I'm really an animal. Like the safari, I could corpse you. I could bring you up and endorse you. One in a million, baby. Feeling is crazy. Me and my niggas head towards the light, cause the industry's shady. I'm throwing vibes of one of a kind, starting to feel like Brady. Pops already made a couple mil, so it'd be hard to enslave me. Wow, shackles. You really birthed the goat, didn't you? Time is money, so we take it in blood. I did my dirt and got it straight from the mud. Stop going to clubs because these cats be so fake with the love. Air quotes, now nah, I ain't making this up. They fake as fuck. I used to hit up all the spots, but I was staying in cut. Watching the girls drink for free, promoters making the fuss. All the hip hop police is out here waiting for us. 